Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jessica Jones Podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today, so excited to be talking to you, finally, about the long-awaited return of Jessica Jones for Season 2. Indeed, we are, Pete. And, I mean, it is truly with joy that that I and I'm sure I speak for you get to get to dip back into into this portion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe I can genuinely continue to say Jessica Jones remains my favorite character and for reasons I, I think I'm not entirely clear on because obviously there are portions of her past and portions of her character which are not aspirational but incredibly sympathetic. And I think there really is something to be said for a character who is externally so strong and, and internally, emotionally, that's where the uh, that's where the pathos is and that's where the sympathies can lie. And funny, I think, too, which you didn't hit upon there. I mean, she in The Defenders, thank goodness we've seen her since then. Um, but I can remember during the Defenders, the humor she brought to the proceedings. You go back and listen to our Defenders podcast by Fantastic Geek and go through those shows if you haven't. But Matt, looking back at my calendar here, can you believe it's been more than two years since we had Jessica Jones on our TVs and then had a chance to talk about it? It. It, it, it was surprising to hear that when you said it off mic. It's surprising to hear it again here. Uh, I know, of course, last summer we had Defenders and a lot of good stuff about Defenders. It was fun. I don't think it was maybe as great as we as we had hoped for it to be. But I think there's a reason why the MCU TV side works the way it works. And there's a reason why the movies work. And on the TV side, you get to dig so deep. And sometimes 13 episodes for some of these MT, MCU Netflix shows, they could be a tad much. Uh, maybe in the case of some of them, like Iron Fist, maybe they're about half too much. But I welcome the opportunity to get back to kind of the character-driven stuff of Jessica Jones. As wonderful as she was in Defenders, that was kind of more, oh man, the team comes together. Will they get along? No. But wait, yes. And now they're going to kick butt. This gets to get back to that character stuff. It does. And I've been rewatching season one and watching some of season two that I've got my hands on so far. And it really does hold up. And uh, I'm amazed how revisiting it, you know, oh, yeah, you know, Patsy early on is, uh, you know, doing all this physical stuff. And then she she goes through the point in the season where she really doubts herself because they seem to really be stressing that coming back around the, in the second season. And uh, really interested to see how uh, Kilgrave, it, it's a very wide open secret that David Tennant was available for some season two shooting, how that's going to wind up in the story as well. It's funny that you should mention, uh, you know, Trish Walker, Patsy Walker. Uh, I, I remember when we were leaving the New York Comic-Con panel where the, uh, the first episode was screened, first episode of the first season, uh, and there was a guy near us that, that was like, Oh man, Patsy Walker, she will be Hellcat. And it was like, 
Give it time, bro. <laughs> like A, give it time. B, and look, I know, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about season two stuff later in the podcast. So if you try and remain spoiler free, as I usually do, I mean, you can cheat a little with uh, the Jessica Jones preview. But if you want to be spoiler free, don't worry. We're going to be spoiler free for for um, certainly this first half. But it's like, you know, she does not need to don the yellow and black suit and become Hellcat by name in some sort of end date like this is circled on the calendar for episode 202 where she puts on the mask like we can take the comic stuff and and filter it th- in, in the process of adaptation to tv where all right fine she she kicked butt a little bit in the first season looks like she's going to kick butt more here that doesn't mean that you know all right dust off hellcat everyone it, these characters again th- these are such particularly great characters in this show that are more fully formed than many other characters and they can just kind of be on their own path that's okay and i think of any of the marvel television shows and we're well over 200 episodes at this point spread across i think the last number was nine series um 10 if you're counting um cloak and dagger later in the year uh, but but one of the OG back here, Matt, I mean, we began with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then we had Agent Carter, then we had Daredevil, then we had Jessica Jones was the fourth ever. Um, wow. I know, right? It's just amazing to and, – and, you know, we're the only one. We are the only podcast that has done them all. I know there's some – Oh, hey, we mentioned them quick for 15 minutes. We have a feed. Fantastic Geek has a feed for every single one of these podcasts because we don't want to give them short shrift. And Jessica Jones especially, this one I think stands out. It's the least comic booky of any of these shows. Um, And it's certainly a different type of comic property. Don't get me wrong in that. But it presents itself this gritty realism, this noir that it brings to this, the the detective aspect of the show. You know, there's a slight procedural, uh, you know, flavor to it. Um, but Matt, I mean, they made headlines more than a year ago because showrunner Melissa Rosenberg announced well before the Me Too movement had its infancy that every single director for season two would be a woman and and indeed that has come to pass and that's that's incredibly exciting uh i mean not for nothing (laughs) pete here we are after the second weekend uh of box office for uh for black panther good things happen when people with different perspectives get involved creatively in these shows and yes this is a show about a woman and yes many uh, you know, there were many women on the writing staff, but the more you add to that, directors, producers, etc., you know, we get different stories. Oftentimes we get better stories, or at the very least, particularly when it comes to Marvel, do we really want to have the same arc all the time? And at a certain point when you have, you know, a whole bunch of people who've been kicking, you know, a whole bunch of guys who've been kicking around Hollywood writing rooms for, you know, in various capacities for the last 15 years, you know, they're going to kind of put out stuff that's got a similar shape because that's what always worked versus some of these women from Melissa Rosenberg and, of course, Kristen Ritter on down who have something different to say and they're they're getting the opportunity to do so. 
Yeah. And I don't think we can discount how much this means. And a show that, you know, very strongly led by women before this movement and now coming out. And obviously they filmed before and as this was uh, going on back in 2017. But how much this means now in the world we live in in 2018 I mean, I had a discussion, Matt, with somebody today about the Me Too movement. And quite frankly, I was a little concerned about the perspective that even still some people are are not quite clear on what it means and how important it is and what it is. Well, I mean, to me, look, obviously we've been we've been into this show before we saw the first episode the concept got us the marvel aspect got us i mean pete i I know we've told the story before on the jessica jones podcast but it was which year at new york comic-con in 2015 well no i'm talking about the year where marvel tv had some new cartoons to share jeff Loeb (laughs) came out to introduce hey you know that guy who's been in a couple of the marvel movies he's gonna voice principal colson and everybody said hey that's that guy who's like in a couple of the movies that was 11 2011 2011. and and jeff Loeb then teased maybe a a tv show about a big green guy using a lot of the the disney special effects okay that came not to pass probably for a variety of reasons including some of the film slash tv rights i don't know that universal has with hulk second thing he mentioned was you know aka jessica jones and melissa rosenberg all the way back then and here we are now ready for season two finally but i mean this has been a long time coming and it's 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 a welcome return absolutely and my math was off there before matt and i think accuracy is important so there are now 10 There have been 10 Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows. The 11th will be Cloak and Dagger uh, beginning in June, which, of course, we will be bringing you. So, yeah, things have certainly changed from the time that we started doing Jessica Jones, Matt, all the way back when there were just four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that means a little bit for us and the product that we're going to bring you as well. Yeah, I mean, something that's been kicking around my head for the last couple of weeks as uh, as March 8th, International Women's Day, and the uh, the return of Jessica Jones uh, has been getting closer is, you know, what do what do us as two guys, what do we have to say about this uh, about this show? I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some people who'd be asking the same question. So, Pete, what's your response? Well, uh, we are, if you can't hear it over the internet radio here, we're two white dudes. (laughs) So yes, we're coming from that perspective, but we're hoping to do it in an intelligent, thoughtful way that differentiates us uh, from anybody you might listen to. Um, And understanding the strength, the femininity all of those things, the the whole enchilada, Matt, of what is involved in Jessica Jones and hoping to really do uh, credit to, to do right by what we're going to podcast with that. And I think, too, part of what's great about the world of podcasting versus the world of, and with all due respect, 
to you know i know i know on some of our other podcasts we've been a little rush uh, rough rather with some of the uh the after shows that are out there you know after star trek and after walking dead but there's only one of those that somebody decides gets to be the show the after show after the show if we are your first uh jessica jones podcast great if we're part of a number great if we're second on your list okay we'll take that too we love being part of the conversation and you know the only limit to you listening to to any podcast is the degree of your uh the degree of your fandom and and on that topic pete let's talk a little bit of uh, a slight format tweak nay a format improvement for the jessica jones podcast Yes. Uh, gone is the way that we would recap in the past and, and take you start to finish through the episode. Little leaner, little meaner, a little bit more focused so we can dig into some of the meat. Still going to be that great attention to detail. Uh, and we will bring you all of that. But we're hoping in terms of what we've learned with the number of shows we've had overlap with one another in this now expansive universe of TV uh, to be able to do it in a way that brings product to you more often and at a greater clip in terms of hey, the show all comes out in one fell swoop on Thursday, March 8th. We don't want you waiting for the product either. I think that what it allows us to do is, is as you said, Pete, to kind of get to get to the foundation of an episode a lot quicker. Part of me, you know, even now is like, oh, that means that we can't, you know, if there's some awesome uh, camera shot, well, where does that fit into the, into the format? We can still talk about it. Absolutely. It just doesn't need to be, all right, in scene five, now we're going to tear <laughs> apart everything in scene five, including the awesome Steadicam shot. It can just be, at some point it gets brought up and it gets its its due, uh, its due moment. And as you said, Pete, number one, you know, so many people are going to blast through this season, you know, one episode a day, multiple episodes a day. Yeah. Some of them are going to be done in under 12 hours. This way we're kind of matching that, I don't want to say as best we can because we could probably just take two days off of work and blast everything out while wearing adult diapers and drinking a five-hour energy drink endlessly. <laughs> but, you know, we can maintain quality on the podcast. We can keep that conversation going. And uh, every season for the Netflix stuff, we have people who have watched ahead and then share their comments. Hey, episode five is coming up. Let me share you my right. comments on that. Keep it spoiler free or whatever the conversation might be. So hopefully everybody benefits here. Or to the converse, we've been really, really fortunate. We have people that will watch up to where we are and wait for the podcast of that episode. And we're hoping this gets you through it a little bit more quickly. This was a change we instituted um, in the fall where we simultaneously had Inhumans, we <laughs> had uh, The Punisher, and then we had Runaways. And Punisher and Runaways overlapped, and there you're talking – uh, one series in The Punisher that had 13 episodes right away in November. And then Runaways dropped its first three episodes uh, within a couple days. So super busy time and a matter of survival. What do we do? And we think for the streaming stuff, this is the method that befits it the best. Absolutely. And it's all about 
seeing that season, uh, not exactly as a whole. I mean, that sounds more like a retrospective, but seeing it, I think, in that slightly tighter focus, letting us get through the episodes quicker. As you said, Pete, I mean, look, nobody in the audience needs to needs to watch at our pace. I mean, you could certainly watch ahead. We're yep. going to do one episode at a time. We're going to we're going to keep things uh, you know, keep it spoiler free as we go, but yeah, so so flattering when people say, "You know what? I'm, a, you know, you're moving at a at a decent clip. I'm going to watch with you guys." That's really that that fantastic geek sense of community that really uh, means a lot, Pete. It really does. Absolutely. And and certainly going to bring you segments. We're, we're going to recap, but it's going to be more of a, all right, here's what happened in the episode. Boom, 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 boom. And then we'll dig into the threats and the analysis and the theories and your feedback. All that good stuff still going to happen just in a little bit more of a condensed manner when it comes to recapping the episode. Well, let's get into the uh, the season two preview. Which Pete, like I said, I'm I'm hashtag spoiler free, but <laughs> you get special dispensation when it comes to uh, comes to JJ. I just watched the once, Pete. You know, it's kind of like whiskey. One is okay. Anything more than that, you know, you might have a problem. Um, so, I mean, let's let's talk, Pete. What were your thoughts seeing that season two preview? It's like throwing on an old leather jacket again. It just fits. It just feels right. And this is a character that you can't watch and not have this affinity for. And what um, Kristen Ritter has done with this role. I mean, again, being the only uh, lady in the group of defenders, now that they've convened once and they've gone their separate ways, just so interested to see where this catches her in her world. We left off with her starting to take um, phone calls, starting to get messages to the the um, alias investigation again. And, you know, she had gotten uh, Ika Darville's Malcolm all cleaned up and uh, moved through her whole, uh, you know, threat with uh, Kilgrave and you know finding her at this different time in her life now that she's she's been in a in a super group if you will of of other heroes and gone back to her corner of this universe and telling a story there and that's that's what i really appreciated uh, about the season 2 preview i remember just getting this sense when the first season ended of you know, it was phenomenal, it was a great story arc and whatnot, but so much in that first season has Jessica Jones defined by Kilgrave and defined by her experience with him. And it was like, how do you do another season? Like, what's that look like? I'm not saying it's impossible, but what does another season look like where she's not going to be defined by a man and not going to be defined by her her assault? And to to look between my fingers, Pete, as I peered at the at the season two preview saying, oh, we're going to get more about her. We're going to delve into her past and see how the people around her deal with that past as the investigation goes on and, and things come come forth and whatnot. That just feels like a really satisfying place to take the story that it still is focused on her, of course. But now it's her defined as her and her past, not not the recent past and the recent assault by Kilgrave. Yeah, and I I think they really dealt with that first season and and that you know large text of 
the assault and the abuse at the hands of uh, of Kilgrave as a standalone chapter. I know a lot of people have pointed to Tennant being spotted and coming back, and he seems to have filmed later in the season, although that means very little. It could pop up anywhere as far as the season is concerned. And when you consider that Kristen Ritter has been playing this role, while it's been some time since we saw the Jessica Jones TV show, um, she wrapped Defenders in March of last year and then went right into uh, Jessica Jones in April, and they filmed into September. So um, there, there's pent-up demand, even with what we got out of uh, Defenders last August with the character. Um, and you got Patsy there and you got Malcolm and we've seen Carrie Ann Moss's Jerry Hogarth in Iron Fist and, and everything there. But just seeing them be able to move it forward, the story with their characters, you know, the, the super team up as a TV show thing is great. And, you know, like you mentioned before, Matt, I, I think we were hoping it, it would just be that much greater. It was still very good. Um, but she's a changed person having experienced that, having gone through what she did in that eight episode season of TV with those three other mains, particularly seeing Luke Cage again. And since we've been able to have a full season of his TV show and you know what, they were kind of filming around the same time too. So hopeful there'll be some crossing of the streams again there. Absolutely. And and I think story uh i don't quite say demands but story would certainly suggest you have luke cage show up in an episode or two and and kind of continue things there the flip side is the character is so resilient particularly if it is this journey of of looking to her past and how she came to be in terms of her powers uh then you layer on some of the stuff where it looks like uh it looks like somebody's after alias investigations uh, that's enough for a season. You know, you don't need, and then there's the Luke Cage, <laughs> Jessica Jones, uh, small team power up in which they fight, you know, octopus man. Like it can just be the character stuff with some superpower fist fights thrown in there, here and there. Um, she almost, she is a character almost could, could, could survive the best Again, as a as a character, as a show, it could survive. It could survive perhaps the best with having the least amount of that comic booky stuff. I mean, Iron Fist's fist has to glow. Luke Cage has to be bulletproof. Jessica Jones can be self-loathing and snarky and funny and acidic to those around her who care for her. Nonetheless, she can do all those things without being superpowered or, or you know without there needing to be a superpower arc of, oh no, you know, will someone find out their secret powers or has there, has Jessica Jones kryptonite been found? Like you don't kind of need those comic book tropes for her every moment. And her powers, Matt, what struck me so much in watching this second or second season, I'm sorry, what I've seen of the second season, but watching the first season start to finish again was, There are times when there may even be complete episodes when she doesn't display her powers. She's not defined by her powers in the way that those three other heroes, all men, by the way, are. And strength, 
put aside the super variety of it, her strength as a woman, what she has been through, what she has survived and come out on the other side from certainly says so much about her character. Um, and then the idea that this season promises to get more into the origin. How did she get her powers? You know, we, we got, well, they were in a crash and, you know, she got scooped up and the next thing, you know, she was exhibiting this strength in all the other shows. We've gotten the origin. We've never gotten that with Jessica Jones. And I think it's certainly fertile ground to come back to as, you know, to more than two years here, Matt, is that's a time between, you know, seasons of a TV show. You're up around like HBO level with that. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it's just such a natural fit because I don't know. I don't know where else the character can go other than within. Uh, I mean, uh, again, with the other characters, it's like another threat to Harlem. Okay, Luke Cage is there. Uh, you know, another threat somehow to whether it's the hand or or via the world of business. Okay, Danny Rand is ready to go. Uh, Daredevil. I mean, same thing. You just need you need some sort of uh, you know Catholic type conflict to give him angst and uh, and you know can he keep his uh, his face covered so people don't find out who he really is. You know, with her, there's just she's not hiding. You know, there is no Jessica Jones and, you know, and uh, Daredevil, if you will. There's not that duality. There's not that mask that she wears. She's kind of like, you know, she says in one of the early episodes, you know, who's hiding. Um, so to take that story inward and to and to explore her character more, I, I'm just so incredibly excited by that. And as far as the characters, you know, the, the returners, you know, everything that Rachel Taylor as Trish Walker has brought and really interested to see the continued evolution there. I feel she was a little underused in Defenders, but again, that's a very tall order in terms of using all those, you know, side players that we had brought into that in addition to the main heroes, Carrie Ann Moss just enriches every scene she's in. And we were so lucky to get her back in uh, Iron Fist as well. And then uh, Malcolm, you know, I, I still think is something something of a mystery to us. We've, again, been teased various aspects of his personality. He was clean. He ran into Kilgrave. Uh, he, he wound up obviously having the substance abuse problem. He got clean again. He was still clean when we saw him in uh, Defenders. But this is a guy with demons. This is a guy who's who's suffered before. And as far as the, the new people, you know, obviously you, you can't bring everybody back. I know there's a couple people, uh, you know, may show up. Uh, we've seen before, but uh, obviously you've got to bring a couple new people in. Yeah, you have uh, Leah Gibson as Ingrid, who I have not—I've uh, not read much about the character, um, just for fear again for being uh, for being spoiled. Uh, also, J.R. Ramirez as Oscar. Can't help but notice, Pete. Get ready to have your mind blown here. J.R. Ramirez was on Arrow playing Wildcat, not to be confused with <laughs> Trish Walker, who may or may not become the different Wildcat. So we got Arrow, we got Wildcat one, we got Wildcat two. We got MCU, we got DC. I don't know what's going on. This is a great convergence here. 
Yeah. And in addition to the tenant return, we have Janet McAteer in an undisclosed role at this point, but clearly somebody uh, who figures large for Jessica. So, hmm, wonder who that could be. It just it whether it's the actors, whether it's the characters, whether it's what we've seen in the preview i mean to me it's just incredibly exciting because it feels like it feels like a really tight season uh and, and you know that's been the slam against a number of the uh a number of the the mcu offerings um that there's that that netflix bloat there uh was not the case with punisher which is perhaps the best single season of marvel tv um i don't know let me put it this way. Jessica Jones season one was paced differently than I think people expected for there to mm-hmm. be the, the Jessica Jones Kilgrave showdown, quote unquote, halfway through the episode. Uh, pardon me, halfway through the season. That was a surprise. Now, clearly they did that on purpose. It's not like one day they showed up and was like, oh, man, I don't know. Episode 106. They're both in the same scene. I don't know. Um, so I think that that just felt differently paced. I suspect we're going to get in season two something that um, something that feels a little faster than the first season. Again, no uh, no criticism against that first season. No, not at all. But again, you've got to deepen the stakes for the people that are there. And I think the sisterhood of Jessica and Trish is so important to this TV show. Um and and what it represents you know so often when women share the spotlight be it film be it tv they are cast competitively and here these are two people that have a very close bond who work very well with one another and what we've seen of this season only promises to deepen that again pete i just feel so glad that this gets to be yet another one of the uh the offerings of the mcu that we podcast we remain the only podcast to cover all of the mcu not in intention not in, and even pete you, know, you said well okay some people do more of a drive-by episode all right at least that's covering it guess what we have episodes for every movie episodes for every episode episodes for every online offering episodes for every one shot it's all there and uh incredibly exciting and this is my favorite character this is my favorite character in the entire mcu and i i still don't know why i mean i'm not you know i don't there's a whole bunch of things including chromosomes i don't share with jessica (laughs) jones but there's something just so so um i don't know hypnotic about this character and the journey that she's on and I, i i can't wait to dive on in well, you know, in, in doing it all, and again, you know, like you said, there's some that might hit it with the drive-by treatment, but I think the fantastic geek difference is the depth that we're going to go into for you. Um, we take this stuff very, very seriously. We take getting it to air seriously, yet at the same time not rushing it. And uh, we feel you're always going to get a professional level product uh, with what we bring you and that our backlog speaks for itself. Well, Pete, we want to hear from the listeners. We want to keep the dialogue open as this season unfolds. How about between now and the first episode, you can focus on what are you looking for in the second season? Do be in touch. 
But before we share that contact info, Pete, what else do we have going on in the past, in the present, in the future of Fantastic Geek? Well, just plenty, Matt. You could hit up the old Marvel movie podcast by Fantastic Geek there. You will find all 18 Matt, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies podcast in order, including the most recent Black Panther. Then later this week, Matt, we're going to be returning to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and bringing you the 99th episode of the mothership there, the one that got us started, the show that started all of Marvel Cinematic Universe TV. Uh, so we'll be bringing you that Friday night. And of course, we just wrapped up the entire season of Star Trek Discovery on Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek. So plenty to keep you busy until Jessica Jones starts a week from Thursday. Before we get to more Fantastic Geek stuff, Pete, let's talk Let's talk the personal deets. How can people be in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-9819. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, Followers, can't be wrong. And I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost. But let's talk about Fantastic Geek. All the geeky goodness there for you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all that we do, particularly Jessica Jones here as we look ahead to that second season starting. Leave a comment on fantasticgeek.com. Email fantasticgeek at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram where we are fantasticgeek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash fantasticgeek with the PH, all one word. Like it today. To those listening on the Jessica Jones podcast feed, we will be back second half of next week to talk season two and some other good stuff. If you're listening on the Pop Culture podcast feed, we're back on Friday for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. How many others are there like me? 